Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio, and today is a very highly requested podcast episode, and it's going to be all about meal planning and some tips when it comes to structuring your meals. I know a lot of people can struggle with this, where you receive your macros and then you think, okay, now what? How do I make meals out of this? And I did want to start this podcast episode out by saying I do have a free resource. All you have to do is contact me down below at my email type in the header that you're wanting access to that free ebook. And this ebook teaches you more about how to create a meal plan out of your macros. I think oftentimes we're given numbers and we don't even know where to start and it can be hard to piece things together. And so that's what this episode is going to be all about. So number one, when creating a meal plan or trying to get some meal ideas is going to be to create a list of some of your food staples and put them into categories. So if you're tracking macros, you got protein, carbs, and fats. Now, depending on your level of tracking, if you're a beginner, you're probably not really going to know too much of what foods fit into that category. In comparison to someone who has been tracking for years and years, they can automatically think of a ton of foods that fall into those categories. So for my beginners out there, this has to be a non-negotiable for you create those little boxes or create like a bunch of um, lists and find foods that fit those the criteria of those macros. You don't have to go to a grocery store for this either. You can bring up your MyFitnessPal app or even just do a simple Google search and think about some of the foods that you enjoy and see what the nutritional information is in them. For example, you could be like, oh, like I would really like to go for a bagel and an omelet made with um, vegetables. What does that look like? That would look like we got the egg egg whites, protein, spinach. Let's say we do spinach in our omelet. That would technically be a carb. And then we got our bagel, which is primarily going to be a carbohydrate. It's going to be important to have at least, I would say, eight foods that fit into these categories. Protein, I would say you could get away with around five, but try to have a variety for each one of these categories. And then once you create different categories for each one of these macros, then also create a category for double dippers. You guys are probably like, Nicole, what the heck is a double dipper? This is something that has both macros. So for example, you can make a protein and fat category and a fat and carb category. Very rarely will you see protein and carbohydrate category, but you know, there are some rare cases where you will. So make these different categories. You got protein and fat and carbon fat, carbon fat. A lot of people like this. (laughs) These tend to be more indulgent based items. This could be like ice cream or, um, pastries, things like that tend to be a combination with carbs and fats. 
However, you also have the protein and fat category, which that could be like whole eggs, salmon, steak, beef. That's more of the combination of the two. Now, these are helpful to have a list of, but I would say that you don't need as much in comparison to creating a list for all the other categories. So you've created your list. Great. Now, what's next? We have to get inspired. So how do we get inspired by, you know, taking our macros and turning it into a meal plan or just getting meal ideas? My advice is utilize social media. There's so many TikTokers, Instagrammers, Pinterest, YouTubers who are amazing cooks. And I'll be honest, you guys, you know, there's many of my meals that are not super jazzy or I repeat my meals. And just a side note, there is absolutely nothing wrong with repeating the same meal over and over again. Or you can even take a staple meal of yours. Let's say, well, let's go back to that egg white omelet. Okay. You had your spinach, your egg whites, and your bagel, right? There's plenty of times where you can make a small modification to a meal and it can be a big change taste wise. So maybe instead of that bagel, we do white potatoes instead. Or maybe instead of the spinach, we do peppers instead. So you can make slight modifications to your staple meals and it can make a big difference. But again, get inspired. Now, I would say be careful of things that are going to be overly complicated. You want to look up simple meal ideas. And I try to personally take what I would order out at a restaurant and create something similar at home. And some of those things that you guys see are these like Mexican chipotle like bowls. I've made Greek salads before, protein pancakes. Um, I've made a lot of egg white omelets. I've made, even tonight, I'm having a teriyaki shrimp, rice, and broccoli bowl with cashews. All of these foods that you see are actually inspired by foods that I get out. And you can always make a healthier and or even lower calorie version of things that you would normally order out. And I find that that can be a great way to find a staple food that you enjoy. So try to create things that you see for yourself to fit your own macros. So of course, you might have to play around with some portion sizes a little bit in order to hit your macro targets. Now, with your food inspiration, you still want to make sure that you're making your protein a priority because this macronutrient can oftentimes get overlooked. Um, A lot of my clients are coming to me eating very, very low protein, and that's because a lot of our meals are carbs and fats. (laughs) They're everywhere, and they're cheap, which makes sense. They're cheap to get on the go. It's abundant. It's a lot easier in comparison to protein, but when you are making meals and even snacks, your protein is very important to get and not just get at one or two meals. You should be spacing your protein out. So minimum at a meal, I would put 20 grams of protein in it and you can definitely do more. I've gotten questions too on absorption with protein. It is so independent based and it's even hard to tell how much protein someone would consume. But with anything, if our body cannot digested, or I should say, um, 
utilize it. It's just going to get rid of it through, you know, urine output. So there's nothing to be concerned when it comes to your protein intake and absorbing all of it. Your body's very smart. It knows what to do. So we want to make sure that these meals are protein focused. The other thing that you have to ask yourself is what are my major time constraints? Are you someone that can only meal prep once a week or twice a week? Figure out the frequency of the amount of time that you can allocate towards your meal prep. If you are someone who is incredibly short on time, I would recommend that you are prepping your protein in bulk and or getting items that are easy to prep quickly. So for example, I mentioned those shrimp bowls that I'm having. You could get some fresh caught shrimp and detail them and go through that whole peeling process, or you can do what I did today, buy cooked shrimp that is already ready to go. All you have to do is throw it on a pan. Honestly, you could eat eat these out of the bag, but I I wouldn't want to do that. I like my shrimp cooked (laughs) um, on, on the grill. But again, saving time. Same goes for chicken. You can buy the raw chicken breast or you can buy pre-cooked chicken. Is it going to be a little bit more for convenience? Of course, that's anything. Uh, If you're paying for convenience, you're paying for saving time and time is money. But, you know, if this is going to help you stick with your nutrition, I would say 1000% go for the more convenient item. I love produce, fresh produce, but there's plenty of times where it goes bad. And so I'm a big person on like frozen vegetables. I think that they are amazing. They are already cut up. They're easy to cook. You can throw them in the air fryer. You can pan cook them. You can cook them on the stovetop. There's a lot that you can do. You can microwave them. So there's so much that you can do with those frozen veggies. And you do not have to, you know, whip out your knife and a fresh, freshly picked cucumber (laughs) and make that your veggie. No, again, let's work smarter, not work harder, and you can utilize those frozen veggies. A lot of times I get moms that will ask me meal prepping tips, and I do not have children. I just want to be 100% honest there, but everybody has a different family dynamic, and I am married, and both my husband and I actually eat completely different. And this has never been an issue for us and our relationship, but I know that a lot of couples that wouldn't be the, that wouldn't be something that they would be comfortable with. And I can respect that. And so if you're a mom out there, I just want to say that you are going to be setting the standard for your children and you know, you're still in control of what you're prepping. And if you're someone that is, you know, trying to eat healthier and trying to be more aware of your food options, I don't think that's a bad thing. Now, let's say you have small children, you know, maybe you do add something more fun. So you could make your, you know, chicken on the grill and veggies. And then maybe for the kids, you can make them some frozen French fries for their fun thing. But I think it's important to really try to still make health a priority, but you can still add some flavor in there and make it fun by adding something a little bit fun for the kids Or you could even do like a dessert for them at the end of their meal where it could be like maybe a popsicle or maybe a little ice cream or, you know, something small like that, which can encourage them to eat their their, uh, protein and their vegetables. And then they'll know that they can get a little bit of a treat. 
But again, I'm not trying to tell anyone here how to parent. Um, the other idea that I think would be great for moms is to do piece by piece meals. You're probably thinking, what the heck is that, Nicole? That is where you can do something like a taco bar, burgers, spaghetti. Those things are so easy to track because, for example, spaghetti, you got your pasta, you can have your sauce on the side and your protein on the side. Very easy to, you know, whip out your food scale or to eyeball your portion sizes and track that in comparison to making some sort of like pasta casserole where that would be pretty difficult. Um, the other thing, you know, we could talk about the tacos. I, I love tacos. I don't know anyone who doesn't like a taco. If you don't like tacos, DM me on Instagram. I'll know that you got this far in the, the episode, but I also don't believe you. Okay. Tacos. Very easy. You can do hard shell, hard shell, soft shell. You can do a lettuce wrap. You can, um, do rice on top of that and veggies and chicken done. If you don't do chicken, you can do shrimp. You can do beef. You know, all of these are easy to do. And to be honest, even some of those healthier options, or I should say lower calorie options, for example, like the beef, I really don't think anyone would notice if you switch from like 90-10 to 93-7 or 96-4. I don't think anyone would notice. So just don't say that. Like, don't say that in front of your kids or even your husband. Like, I'm sure that they wouldn't even notice that you're trying to make some healthier choices for your family. I don't think they would even be able to tell. There's plenty of times too, where I've cooked my veggies in the air fryer with some cooking spray and a little bit of seasoning. And my husband has no idea that like I didn't use butter on it. So there's, you know, little hacks that you can make there. Don't be afraid to add flavor to your meals. You do not need to eat boiled chicken, boiled broccoli. I'm like gagging thinking about this and, and rice. You you don't have to eat that. Life doesn't have to be very boring like that. Um, do I acknowledge the simplicity in those foods? Yes, but you can add flavor. Don't be afraid of spices. Spices can be great for adding flavor and adding some variety to your diet. You know, even going back to those whole Mexican style bowls that I make, you know, what's a simple switch for me is I can switch out two of those veggies that I use, which is usually a corn and pepper. I can switch those veggies out to broccoli or squash, and I can change the sauce that I use on top, which maybe, you know, for the Mexican style bowl, I did a cilantro sauce. And then for the other bowl I make, I'm going to do like a teriyaki sauce. I've just now taken that staple meal and just change some spices and the sauce. And I've completely, in a way, changed the meal. So I can keep up with that variety. Make sure that you're writing down these staple meals for yourself too. Write them down so you can make those small modifications, which is going to help you feel like you're getting a lot of variety in your diet. Going back to the repeating meals, the reason why this can also be good for you is because you're already going to get an idea of what the macro breakdown is. You're going to know how that meal makes you feel. Do you feel satisfied? How much energy do you get after it? And it's going to be easy to prep, right? Because you become more habitual with it. So let's say you have an oatmeal bowl in the morning and you normally do a peanut butter and blueberries on it. 
well, maybe we can switch the peanut butter to an almond butter and strawberries, you know, very small changes to make to your staple meals to keep that flavor going for you. Understand that not every single meal is going to be a five-star, I'm in the mood to eat this meal. Sometimes we can mix up our hunger for cravings and hey guys, there's plenty of times where I've had to kind of tell myself like, hey, we're just going to eat this because one, it's going to help me, help me get, get me to my goal. It's going to nourish my body. It's already in the house and I don't want this food to go bad and that's okay. Like there's going to be more meals in the future. Not every single meal has to be a five out of five, the most amazing thing I've ever tasted. On the opposite side to that, I don't want you to hate what you're eating. And if you are in that state of like, I hate what I'm eating, we need to go back. We need to get inspired. We need to play around with spices. We need to play around with cooking methods and it's going to get better. Don't be afraid of even trying different types of cooking styles. So maybe you're used to doing a lot of pan cooking, like on the stovetop. Don't be afraid to, you know, bake things, use the air fryer, use the grill. Small things like this can definitely change the taste of your foods alongside with doing like marinades as well. One other aspect I wanted to cover in this episode is going to be the um, recipe part of my fitness pal. And I am going to add in a tutorial video on how to create a recipe in my fitness pal. But this is going to be for like those people out there that are meal prepping in bulk, where you can create a recipe in MyFitnessPal, but you can also create a food. So let's talk about the two different ones. First, we have create a food. So this can be really anything. I mean, for me, I had this oat bake that I made and I was able to create a food and save, you know, all those ingredients and save the macro breakdown and the serving size in the MyFitnessPal app. And then that way, when I'm tracking it in the future, I'm not having to plug in all those ingredients and trying to get those portion sizes right. I'm just simply looking up Nicole's oatmeal bake or whatever I named that food. And I can hit, you know, track that and we're, we're good to go there. Don't overcomplicate things. You know, my fitness pal can be a great resource to you. It has lots of features and we want to use them to make it as simple as possible for us. So yes, you can definitely create a food. And also, you know, you can do this for meals out. Like if you're going and tracking sushi out, you can literally create a food and put my estimation of sushi out. And it could be like, let's say 80 carbs and like 20 fat and like 30 or 40 protein or whatever. You can do estimations like that and that can help keep you on track versus scrolling and scrolling and scrolling on your MyFitnessPal trying to find a similar fit for the sushi that you want. There's always going to be a variance when you're going out to eat and I think a lot of people have a hard time accepting that, that they're not going to be perfect when they're going out to eat, but that doesn't mean you say F it and give up and just, you know, eat whatever you want. However, it doesn't it does mean that you can still estimate and be better off versus again, not having any sort of mindfulness at all. And so I would encourage you guys to estimate a little bit more and, you know, even just saving a good chunk of macros versus trying to find the perfect fit, because that can be really stressful for a lot of people. 
Um, and you can type in your MyFitnessPal. This is your MyFitnessPal hack. You can type in gram of carb, gram of protein, and gram of fat. And the calories will pop up for each one of those. Again, guys, one calorie, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm mixing my words up. One gram of protein is four calories. One gram of um, carbs is four calories. And then one gram of fat is nine calories. And so if you're estimating a food, again, you don't have to be like, oh, like, I think that this spicy tuna roll looks like the one I'm going out getting at this restaurant. No, like just look down at your plate and be like, okay, that looks like that's rice. Okay. What is rice? Rice is a carb. Okay. I'm going to guess that to be 60 grams of carbs. Okay. Type in your MyFitnessPal, gram of carb, 60. Check and track of that. Okay. We're going to look at our sushi roll again. All right. That doesn't look like a whole lot of tuna. What is tuna? Tuna is a protein and we're going to track that as 20. So gram of protein, 20. And then we're going to look at for our fat sources, right? Let's say there is avocado on the sushi roll. Okay, how much avocado does that look like? Okay, it looks like it could be roughly eight grams because there's not a whole lot of avocado, but what is avocado primarily? It's a fat. So then we would just plug that in as eight grams of fat. Do you see how I can just eyeball portion sizes? This is a skill and it will get easier with time. But again, guys, don't stress yourself out trying to find the perfect fit at your restaurant. There's only some restaurants that are on my fitness pal, but if you're like me and you like to go to smaller restaurants that aren't as mainstream, then you are going to have to utilize this method more so than tracking at like Applebee's or Chipotle, something that's just more mainstream. The other thing I want to talk about is creating a recipe in my fitness pal. So this is great for people who are creating something that would be all together. So this could be like a stew or a casserole. I don't like the word casserole. Is that weird? I think that's kind of weird. It could be just something that is more mixed together and you can create a recipe. And again, I'm going to put that tutorial video down below. And this would be a great idea for people who are wanting to have leftovers and save time. So know that there is an option to create a recipe. There is going to be some math involved, but again, this is a skill, guys. It's going to get easier with time, and you're going to learn more of the calorie breakdown in your meals, and usually like that whole mathematic side of cre creating a recipe and figuring out the serving size for the recipe and the calorie breakdown, there's only like that initial, like this is kind of a lot of math, and then you're going to understand like what's in that food and be able to better track that in the future. So try not to make it super stressful. All macro tracking is, is a skill. It's like riding a bike. It's going to get easier with time. So let's kind of go back to some of our meal prep tips. Number one is going to be create a list of foods. Make sure that you're hitting each category, protein, carbs, and fats, and you can even make some that fall under the double dippers. Tip number two, get inspired by meals, you know, utilize social media, utilize food bloggers, utilize the restaurants that you go to. Number three, focus on your protein. A lot of us are under eating on protein and it should be present at each and every single meal. 
Number four, don't be afraid of convenience. Convenience can be great. This includes frozen veggies, um, pre-cooked, ready-to-go meats. Don't be afraid of that if it's going to save you time and help you be consistent. Number five, I think I'm losing all track of my numbers. (laughs) Number five, add flavor, spices, sauces, marinades. They are your friend and they can have a role in your meal prep and also your macro tracking and not throw you off. So add some flavor into those meals. Number six, don't be afraid to meal prep ahead of time and create recipes or create a food that is just going to help simplify the process for you. And then just the other one, number seven, this is going to be a learning curve. So give this more time. It's going to be a skill, but it will get better with time. So guys, I hope that this episode was helpful for you. Um, you know, not every single meal that you're going to eat during your fitness journey is going to be the most amazing, memorable meal ever. Sometimes we do have to look at food just as fuel, but hopefully these tips can help you keep your food fun and keep you, you know, excited about your nutrition. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Here on Beyond the Bikini, we talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be challenging to hit your fitness goals on your own. There is so much out there when it comes to working out, hitting your nutrition, and finding the plan that's right for you and your goals. Now, one thing that can make that a lot easier is hiring a coach and getting support towards your goals. I'm happy to say that I do offer online health and fitness coaching. I have plans that vary from support with training and nutrition and just your nutrition, and I even offer challenges throughout the year. If that sounds like something you're interested in, make sure you check out that description box down below. You can also find more details on my coaching services at NicoleFerrierFitness.com or even on Instagram at NicoleFerrierFitness. All right, now back to the episode.